Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 247. The winner of the Melbourne Cup for 2010 will be television. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, not Nellie Thomas. Sorry. But Courtney Hockey. Yes. Which is, you know, in, in, in many ways even better because you're not vomiting. That's, that is how I am better than Nellie. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm not puking. No. That's right. Yeah. And that's, we'll have you. Yeah. Anytime you're not vomiting, we'll have you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's that sort of conditional love that I've always dreamed of. <laughs> to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. It's been a long time. We've, we've had a huge break. Not as long as, as Courtney. I almost called you <laughs> Nellie then. Awkward. O- almost, because yeah. I've done this whole conversation in my head with Nellie in that chair. Yeah. And, uh, and she's gone, it's getting hot in here. So take out all your food. And <laughs> getting so hot, I'm going to take my food out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she was right here in the room, Is Brett. she a big Nellie fan? I, I, oh, I, you just got You just got that, <laughs> didn't you? You just got that. As I said it, I got it. That's great. Yep. That's great. Yep. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> Uh, Brett Cropley, long break, not as long as for Courtney, who I don't think has been here for about two years, but very glad to have you back. True that, yeah. Uh, three weeks. Did you watch some TV? I did watch some TV, yes. Good, good, because we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Fortunate. Uh, we've, uh, <laughs> we've got, oh, there's been so much, so much. One of the big uh, news stories from, from the week mm. was the Stephen Colbert, John Stewart rally. Mm. And we actually had one of our listeners go over there. Yeah, totally. We sent him over. <laughs> sure, he paid for the ticket and organised it all himself. But he's on, he's on the glamorous box cutter's wage. And, and uh, yes, of zero. <laughs> of zero and a mention. Uh, so, Riley Boxcutter went over there and he filed a story for us. So, we're going to have that later on in the show. Awesome. That is a Boxcutter's exclusive. Nobody else has Riley Boxcutter <laughs> doing Did he do it in the uh, sure? Did he do it in the Daily Show no, style sure. where he, he built up to the gotcha question? Uh, and and uh, the subject of, of his interview Look, there I, don't want to spoil it. I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, uh-huh. but no. Oh. Uh, we've got an I don't buy it. Uh, we've got some discuss- We've got some very loud page turning <laughs> from Mister. Can I have some attention, Toby Halligan? Please look at me. Look at me. <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've we've got some uh, discussion of a couple of articles. One that appeared in the New York Times. One that appeared in the Atlantic Monthly mm. uh, about TV comedies and how they've changed. So, in true TV commentary style, we're going to comment on somebody else commenting on somebody else commenting. Uh, which you know, none of us can wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to talk about Weeds, the new season of Weeds. It's, what it's season are they up to? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's season. I think it's too many. I think it's it's <laughs> yeah. technically n plus one. N plus one. N n plus one. N plus one. Where n is Equals. just the right number or possibly one too many series. Mm. Uh, and this is one past that. That's a shame. One past. I already wanted it to stop. So we'll talk about why. Am I still watching it? Mm. Uh, we've got a great quote. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. We've got pork featuring Toby Halligan with footnotes. That mm. section title's getting very long. We're going to have to do something about that. Zach Toby. Pork feet. 
Or get rid of the pork. Oh, pork oh, feet. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Trotters. 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 There it is. <gasps> you found it. Oh, pork featuring trotters. <laughs> he doesn't like it. The worst rap song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll have that on later on. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Thank you. Thank you for, for confirming that, Courtney Hawking. Uh, in late breaking news and, and sad news, and uh, starting as we often do with uh, celebrity death news, uh, Denise Barino Quinn, who played Ginny Sack, uh, Ginny Sacramoni on Sopranos. You may remember her as Ginny Sack. You may remember her as Johnny Sack's wife. You may remember <laughs> her as the very fat woman. Uh huh. Uh, see, I knew, I knew that'd get you. Uh, from the Sopranos, she passed away during the week uh, from cancer. Mm. It wasn't uh, a hit. It wasn't a hit. No. It wasn't a hit. She's, you know, she she survived Johnny's death, mm. and uh, and then ended up uh, succumbing to cancer. Is pussy still week. alive? <laughs> Big pussy. Yeah. Now he got shot in the boat. Okay. Yeah. That was a while back. No, I was talking real life. Oh, in real life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure we would have heard if Big Pussy had gone. Yeah. No, he's 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 still alive. So I hear Uncle Junior's gone. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Dominique something or other. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. That's not the new story that I've Are got. we going to do we'll all of them? in Trotters. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making work for Toby, aren't you? Well, You're I mean, just making work for him, Brad. Tony's still around. Uh, so that's just a v- very quick news. Uh, she, was, she was great in that role. Apparently, she was selected from 14,000 actresses who went for that role. Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah. 14,000? That's, uh, that's, that's what's reported here in, no. uh, on CNN.com. 14,000? Yeah, 14,000. Sorry, I don't know. I know. Just, I know. Was it, was it, it an does, open casting it? call? Uh I don't know. That actually does sound bigger than Ben Hur. Yeah, for the role particularly, it wasn't. Well, you know. maybe maybe they had fourteen thousand pictures that they just looked through, and then went, "Oh, we'll see these 10. But they looked through fourteen thousand pictures. Maybe. I mean, even when I'm just bored trolling through the internet looking at pictures of ex-boyfriends, fourteen thousands is a lot. There's a point where you just stop. You give up. Especially if it's ex-boyfriends, Courtney. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's too many ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Hey, hey, don't you shame me. <laughs> no, I think you did that yourself. Uh, do you want to dig yourself out of that hole with uh, with some news from England? England, yes. England. Yes, there's been uh, news about BBC funding. They've had a bit of a surprise renegotiation of their funding deal um, due to the fact that the... You know, the government's gone, we don't have any money and uh, neither do you anymore. So what are you going to do about it? Now, this is, for, for, those, for those who are unaware, in, in the UK, uh, they still have to pay a television license. So people who own a television need a license to own that television. Mm. And the money from that license goes to uh, fund the BBC uh, so that the BBC can make all the excellent programming like Doctor Who and Birds of a Feather. That's right. Meanwhile, and not, I don't the, even not know if, the bill anymore. I don't even know if Birds okay. of a Feather was BBC. 
But let's I, just assume. That couldn't have been on, like, you know, a commercial channel, surely. No, no one would have made money. No, it could have that. been. It could have been on ITV. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. I know. Um, but uh, it, it's basically uh, the government has succumbed to pressure from uh, big corporate media organisation owners, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, mm. uh, who uh, basically they've, they've been they've been whining about this government mm. organ has uh, too much money and we can't compete with them. Mm. So so what have they done? They've Corey? put a freeze on the license fee, so it's one hundred and forty five pounds, and for the next six years, it's going to stay at that. Which means they've had to. So no read. CPI, just it's going to stay at 145. So that's if right. if Britain goes through some ridiculous hyperinflation, mm, they're uh, technically screwed. Right. Yeah. So you know they're looking at the the impact that's going to have. It's going to have an impact on um, the world service, obviously, um, which is is kind of important in terms of like overseas com- countries that have, you know, that's where they get their unbiased news from, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the ABC get a lot of uh, a, mm. a lot of news, especially for news radio uh, mm-hmm. from BBC World Service. They're expecting about a, a 27% cut from them to, wow. to make that to make that adjustment, which is huge. And, uh, and the BBC is really interesting because they've got a lot of uh, – they've got a lot of their own money-making – yeah, machinery. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, uh, BBC Worldwide uh, and the BBC cable channels, mm. uh, which includes uh, BBC America in the in the US, uh, that makes heaps of cash for for the BBC, mm. but still not enough to to cover all the quality programming that uh, that they come up with and all of that biased reporting that they have. Yeah. So, which is expensive. Well, you know, you can't, it doesn't pay for itself, yeah. does it? No. So it's it's a bit of a worry, I think, myself. I don't know. It is a bit of a worry, but uh, really no surprise given the government uh, over in the UK at the moment. The Conservative government got in uh, ousting the uh, Labour Party that mm. had the stench of, uh, of Gordon Brown and Lip. Tony Blair about it. Um, that is a bad stench, Gordon Brown. <laughs> it sounds like mothballs. It took, it took me shoes. ages to get the Gordon Brown out of my good jacket. <laughs> it's it's quite curious that, uh, that they've gone this that isn't actually – that isn't strictly government spending mm. uh, to, to slash that at the same time as they've, they've massively slashed uh, public services, yeah, well, it's hospitals, not, it's education, bed, bed. And, and, you know, just saying, oh, we can't afford anything, we can't afford anything, um, which basically kind of is – is about the ideology of where conservative parties come from. They mm. want small government. They don't want to fund that sort of stuff. And so they, as soon as they get the opportunity, they'll say, oh, no, the, the budget, the economy is just uh, going to fall into a heap. So we're not going to spend anything on anything. Yeah, well, one of the quotes was, you know, um, well, the BBC can't expect to, you know, exist on its own planet. So that's why we're taking money from them as well. You're like. I see what you're saying, but I also see what you're actually saying. Because the BBC has been so shit up yeah. until now. Yeah, yeah. It's with all that money that, that's come in. They've really, <laughs> they really haven't used that at all. No. Not, no. not, not even it's a not little bit. Like one of the last vestiges of England's imperialism. <laughs> you know, it's still working for them. Well, let's get rid of that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get rid of that and divert all of those funds to the MCC. It's a little cricket joke for uh, for people out there. Speaking of uh, rich people putting their nose in where it might not belong, Brett yes, Cropley. Uh, anybody that uh, has an interest in local media probably has heard that Jamie Packer has been buying up Channel 10 shares. Mm. He now has about 17.5%. Um, or he's going for 17.5%. 
uh, I just I just remember reading the, the number seventeen point five, and clearly <laughs> and that, that's stuck in my head. The that and and that uh, that rings a bell as far as the cross media ownership uh, restrictions uh, go. Yep. Uh, the latest I heard was that Lockie Murdoch's also getting in on it, and so uh, it's looking like it's going to be a, a tour de two of Murdoch and Packer. Um, they have been pushing, and I think I heard this morning that they've been granted uh, seats on the Channel 10 board. Um, and it's... Uh, Great, now they have to go to all those meetings. Well, it's it's... It's a bit of a concern, really. Like, we've, we've had Channel 10 talking about um, basically having uh, two and a half hours a weeknight of news mm-hmm. that uh, between 5 and 7.30 mm-hmm. to the end of the 7.30, uh, 7 p.m. project. Uh, there, there's a lot of concern that Packer is going to get onto the board and, and actually uh, basically shut that all down, mm-hmm. which kind of raises questions about, because of his shareholding in Foxtel, is it actually anti-competitive actions that. that he's taking, uh, so that uh, people will uh, will still not have an option but to pay for Sky News if there's not a decent news service? Uh, oh, on so it's like a, it's like a blocking measure. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's serious uh, anti-competitive uh, issues around all of this. Mm. Um, now, what what, or... what about Lachlan Murdoch though? I mean, because Lachlan Murdoch doesn't have. The, the same interests in uh, in any of those since since he's left News Limited, uh, What's he up to? he's pretty much a free agent, I, I would think. And uh, when I saw that he was buying into Ten, uh, I thought mm, that's interesting. That's him doing something that his father has always wanted to do. It seems quite mm. a an old school battle, like you know, fighting it out for the, on the dad's behalf at Channel Ten, which is sort of. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and there's also that thing about you know how how separate can you, it's a bit like you know the Chinese wall situation in a in a law firm where you have you have the same firm acting for both parties in a in a case. Yeah. Um, how separate in actuality can Rupert Murdoch be from Lachlan? Uh, because you know blood's thicker than water, and and is it? It's it, it's difficult. It's it's such a grey area to be actually able to define who's working for yeah. who's in benefit. It's one of those ones where you go, "This feels wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't exactly wrong. explain why. The uh, the the interesting thing about uh, James Packer and Lachlan Murdoch, though, is the last time I remember that it was big news that they were working together was a very successful venture called OneTel, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, I think we've all got OneTel shares <laughs> to this day. Yeah. Uh, for those who are unaware, it failed. <laughs> it failed. And, and failed quite spectacularly. But we told our friends. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I seem to remember from the time uh, there was actually a quote from, from Kerry Packer's office uh, that came through the door uh, in a meeting with James uh, along the lines of, fine, I'll bail, I'll bail you out, but if you fuck this up again, I'm going to have you murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Beautiful. Which <laughs> Interesting. He, he, he did end up fucking it up again, basically. <laughs> and yet, didn't and yet, come through with that promise. Not, not murdered. No, Disappointing. No, no, Disappointing. No. What, maybe what, maybe what he was too frail by the time. Uh, the, uh, I'd like to hear what Tom Elliott has to say uh, about this, if we could get him Let's in have next, him in next week. week. That, that, that would be great. Okay. Lastly, in the news, uh, last time that we were in the studio, I spoke about some uh, US shows that had terrible titles, but... <laughs> 
but were really quite good. Blue Bloods? Terrible title, not so good. But yeah. that has been renewed. One of them was The Whole Truth. The Whole Truth? Legal uh, legal comedy? Le- le- not, not comedy, legal drama, drama. with Maura Tierney and, uh, yeah. and Northern Exposure. Uh, who you might know as Joel Fleischman, who other people might know as Rob Morrow. Rob Morrow, uh, playing playing Maury's uh, numbers character type. Well, yeah, just just playing. I don't, I don't think he has boy. much of a. He doesn't a range. have a range. Not of, a huge, not a huge range. That's right. At least he knows his limitations. Yeah, and Moratini, uh, ER, for ER. News and News e- and uh, News, news Radio, Radio uh, and uh, My Dreams. So, <laughs> uh, really, really good show, and both of those, and the, the chemistry between the two of them, really watchable. Really enjoyable, really intelligent legal drama. Doesn't uh, sound like it's going to end well. It's, uh, <laughs> it's gone. Oh. ABC in the US has canned it because it was only getting 5.8 million viewers a week. Mm. Which, to, to compare that to Australian figures, is about five to 600,000 okay. yep. a week. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, not, it's, it's, it's not a lot. As a generality, Australia's got a tenth of the population of the US. So yeah, that's, that's divide why divide everything that by ten. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly... But thank you for breaking it down Thanks. for those of us who are a little bit slower. Thank you, Brett, for showing my work in over a half million. Well, that's how, you show, that's how you pass the maths exam. You've got to show the work You've got to show the working. Come on. And that's why I have Brett Cropley you know, do, it's, do it's, all my exams. It's just handy tips for listeners. If you're looking at US uh, viewer figures, then just divide it by 10 and uh, compare to something of a similar thing uh, on Australia's <laughs> CV. Yeah. Like, like, say, uh, you do realize on, on around 300,000. You do... <laughs> For Which example, is, what is that in set top box owners? Like six? Yeah, that's six set top yeah, box owners. That's right. Sure. Or two chickens. Or two chickens. <laughs> uh, two chickens, one of whom has just laid an egg. Uh, so that's uh, the whole truth gone, unfortunately. It, was, it, it takes a lot to get me to watch a legal drama. Does it? Do yeah. you not like them? I just find them a bit boring. Oh. We've seen them. Yeah. I've seen pretty much, you know. Every, yeah, we had the 90s, didn't every we? Every episode so, of Perry Mason. Like, yeah. what else do I need? Yeah. Uh, the whole truth really, really watchable, and that that great uh, that great law and order thing of uh, this segment will go for exactly this many minutes, and that's what we're going to see in this part of the story. And so, if you wanted to learn how to tell a story, you mm. could watch an episode of The Whole Truth and just analyze it. There's it's perfect. Really, nothing. I you know I know it's not a proud thing to say, but I do love a bit of that. You know, law and order. I know exactly what's going to happen here. It's quite comforting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you also know in Law and Order, if you come in halfway through, mm, we know still, where we're up to. You're still going to get all the story. That's you're right. just not going to get some of the details. Yeah, you're just going to miss out on some of the interaction. Mm. No, uh, d- no ordinary family at- has been renewed, though. I think I did actually have a look at uh, the whole truth. That's where more uh, more attorneys uh, doing the summation and stuff in court. Yes, I really disliked how it had the flashback to the witnesses giving the lines as she was giving it in the summation. I found that really dumb. Like treating the viewers mm. as well. That's why it's gone. Tends to be a yeah. bit. That's why yeah. it's gone, Brett. Fair enough. <laughs> that, Good. That, is that the Good reason they gave? That's that's what ABC, ABC said. Uh, it only had five point eight million viewers, because. and Brett didn't like that one thing that he saw. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what they say. Uh, no ordinary family. The uh, the uh, Michael Chiklis yeah. superhero uh, family has. Uh, has been renewed, and uh, so has Better With You, which is a show that I've seen and cannot remember what it is. <laughs> well, that sounds promising. Better. I reckon yeah. that's going to be around for a while. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. And that is the Box Cutters News. Bonjour tout le monde. Bienvenue à Box Cutters. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Box Cutters. This is Toby Sullivan uh, displaying his bilingual prowess on the best 
TV podcast that uh, I've ever encountered. As I mentioned in the introduction, Riley Boxcutter travelled all the way to the US, especially for The Daily Show and Stephen Colbert rallies, which were called... Uh, oh, you know what? Rally to restore what, sanity. Rally to restore sanity and, and, sanity and yeah. keep the fear alive or, or something like that. Uh, if, if you really want the exact... Don't, don't go looking for them on the internet. You won't find the exact titles on the internet. <laughs> I mentioned it about five Box Cutters episodes ago. So just go back and listen to all the episodes from the last five. Smooth, Josh. And, uh, and you'll find the exact titles of those rallies. Anyway, we, we have spoken about them on the show in the past. And if you have any interest in the topic, you've probably seen all the photos and read some of the reports, but we're lucky enough to have one of our own in the midst. Riley Boxcutter filed this report for us. This is Riley Boxcutter reporting live from the National Mall in Washington, D.C. for the Rally to Restore Sanity and or Fear. It's just finished. John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, well, Stephen Colbert was dragged off after being killed like the uh, Wicked Witch of the West, by chance of will it work. Uh, but uh, apart from that, they obviously entertained the masses. There was a lot of entertainment for the day. It's been beautiful weather as well, as you can see on the video podcast. There is uh, a video podcast. The Roots played, John Legend, Yusuf Islam interrupted, playing Peace Train, interrupted by Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> playing Crazy Train. They then settled on the OJs playing uh, Love Train. Uh, also, R2-D2 came out, accepted awards, various other people accepting awards so it's been a very good day here and on the video podcast if you can see there's lots of people still here milling around uh, went all the way from Washington uh, from the Capitol building to the Washington Monument and we've been representing the Australian posse here with some tacky Australian gear and also some uh, Saints Halloween gear so anyway that's Riley Boxcutter signing off for the Boxcutters and uh, hey, let's be continue to care- be careful with bat channels. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, right. I didn't actually realise there was a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, video on I, didn't, I didn't realise you could put video on on OGG files. That's great, Riley. That's there is a video podcast, yes. um, Riley. If you don't mind, we, we might put that on the actual website mm-hmm. at boxcutters.net. Uh, <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah, that was cool. That that, that was excellent. Uh, Brett, you've uh, you've got some other things that Riley mentioned in his email uh, that he sent through when he when he sent that. Yes, that uh, people had held up banners and placards which read important political phrases like "large words on a sign," <laughs> "Hitler is Hitler." <laughs> that's that, that, that's my favourite because I hate all of those. All those Bush equals Hitler, mm. Steve Brax equals Hitler. I don't think you realise what you're saying. No, no, they don't. Signs don't give you enough room to provide the complexities of your opinion. <laughs> I don't think it was opinion. I think I think the joke was to provide the complexities of, of your, your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Death to all extremists. And a picture of Optimus Prime, like the famous Obama picture with change into a truck. <laughs> That's great. Riley, thank you so much for, uh, for, for doing that for us. Uh, of course, your payment will be the last five minutes of this episode. Uh, but, oh, just, just great. If you are a Boxcutters listener and you uh, happen to go to a major <laughs> international rally... Uh, could you please record something for us? We will include it in, in the show. Riley Boxcutter, thank you so much. We appreciate all reports from listeners at large.
Are you one of those that follows the answer? Pepsi is putting coke into their ass. I can talk as much as I want. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Sorry, Brett. Um, Courtney and I have to work something out because uh, I cut a bit of hers out of that last segment. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't mind, can you carry on with the I don't buy it? Yeah. And uh, we'll go and have a little meeting. One of us will be back. Okay. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Just don't track too much blood back into the studio. All right. Okay. While they're busy doing that... <laughs> Yeah, I closed the door on her. <laughs> Sorry, yes, uh, Brett Cropley, you don't have an. I don't. You do have an. I don't buy. You don't buy something. I, something I, you don't buy. I have an. I don't buy it. It's you know. It's hard getting your kids to uh, to. I guess be potty trained as as we all know here in the studio. Do we? Uh, oh, okay. Yep. That's that's why that's why none of us have kids here in the studio. <laughs> so We've all left them in some potty training facility. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, I I don't know why I keep on seeing this freaking ad, but it you, is. You've started you, watching the you, shows for middle, like for women in their late thirties. Have you been you? watching The Circle a lot? Is that <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, it's it it affects me a little bit. Like uh, it, to long term listeners, I'll remember Ross and his reaction to the two he's had with the tongue. Uh, oh, oh, that along. creepy tongue! Yeah, yeah no like one likes it. the tongue. Yeah, yeah. But but this is is starting to be like that for me. So we're looking at a four-year-old, that a, a, poorly dubbed rapping child, a, a dressed in, in a, a baseball singlet and and cap and and being old gangster with the fat chains. I think you'll, I think you'll find that that's basketball, Brent, because uh, baseball doesn't have singlets. Oh, sorry, did I say baseball? Basketball. Yeah. I meant basketball. Um, uh, doing doing the rap there, and uh, there are points where you can clearly see that there's there's a bit of green screening going on. They got like kids um, kids dancing in the background, but they're not wearing any pants. I think, but well, I think wearing, it's important that they've also the they've also pull-ups. put it with the can't touch this, you know, in the, the they may be kids dancing without pants, still no touching, creeps. You know? Oh really? You, yeah. you think it's an anti-pedophile ad as well? Underneath it, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I didn't think there was any subtext in that. Well, but now, now, see? yeah, now clearly, see, it's com- it's it's performing a, an important community service along with creepy ads for nappies. That's why I could never be an art student. <laughs> But but also, I mean, it, it's not overtly selling the pull-ups. It's actually more about the website, and Mum can go and download the well, PDF if, about what. If your kid about keeps like wetting its for? pants in public, why are you going to a website? Do you have time? Like, surely <laughs> you just, I, I, you, don't, just don't look at me. I urine all the time. Yeah, if that if that's what's taking up all your time, why do you? I don't. Clearly, none of us are expert enough. No, I got. I got nothing. I got nothing on that other than but it, it just, amazement. So you're seeing that ad a lot. I'm Brett. seeing it a lot. Yeah, and and I'm not exactly sure why, um, but it just it it has a physical impact on me, and it makes me feel a little bit nauseous. 
Yeah, I, I can. You know what it is. I think it's, it's the. It's not about the concept of, of kids weeing their pants. I think no. it's the it's the unnatural it's the unnatural wrapping four year old. Yes, I think that's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like and and I I didn't even consider it, but Courtney came in today and said apparently it's a girl. Mm. Or muzzle girl. Tough. I don't know. I'd, I think I, I would guess. I would guess it's a it's it's a child with with kind of curly big hair. Oh look, Brett. Who can tell these days? Well, yeah, it could be like a hippie's boy kid, in which case long curly hair rocking it out. Otherwise, it's definitely a girl. But then, why is there a girl rapping? Like, is there suddenly a press for gender equality in nappy ads? So it has to be a girl rapping when really mostly rappers are boys. Well, boys are all out playing soccer. Clearly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. None that's of them just wanted dance. But then why isn't she holding a Barbie or something? Like around, like on her chain? Why doesn't she have a Barbie on it? It's confusing. <laughs> I think there are so many ways. Because also, because like nappies, it's all like the blue ones are the, for the boys and the pink ones are for the girls. If we don't know what gender this kid is. Maybe, yeah. she's, maybe she's supposed to be gender neutral. Maybe it's supposed to be, you know, kids of all genders need to learn how to go to the toilet. Oh, that's a controversial step forward for nappy advertising. I'm amazed, though, that, that people need need it need that concept advertised, though, <laughs> that children need to learn how to go to the toilet. Maybe, oh, maybe it's something to do with, like, oh, parents these days, they're not, you're not dead yet. You still like rap, even though your kids, even though your life is now consumed it's, by kids. Know, you, still like, you still like rap from 1990. <laughs> that's right, exactly. That's but, true. But a 20 lot of- years ago. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of parents today would have been growing up with Stop Hammer Time. Mm. They would have gone to the Year Ten social with the <laughs> some Stop Hammer and, Time, and they really want to li- relive their Year Ten social whilst changing their kid. Who doesn't? I don't have a kid, so I can't really I'd, comment. I I never want to relive my Year Ten social. <laughs> I think maybe they should ever. consider the uh, the plastic lined parachute pants that MC Hammer wore. Oh, oh, well, if you, probably, if you had those... just as well, because they're all taped up at the ankles. Yeah, yeah, if you had those mm. taped up at the ankles, then you'd have hours and hours before they filled up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I don't buy it either, Brent. <laughs> this is Abby Kadabby, and you're listening to... Box Cutters! <laughs> Twinkle out! <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> Uh, what about fantastic listeners? Ben Harris Roxas sent us a couple of articles recently. Ben about- Harris Roxas from Roxas. No, Juno's you're thinking of, you're thinking of Juno. This is, yeah, this is his brother. Yeah, this is his brother, Ben Harris Roxas. It's like like we will wow. rock you. No, that's Queen. Uh, Do you anyway, remember the band Roxas talking about? Songs of 20 years ago. Courtney's, Courtney's eight years Sorry. old. Sorry. Yeah. I'm Courtney, yet to be potty trained. Courtney so. auditioned for that <laughs> ad. That's true. So. Didn't get it. My rapping wasn't gender neutral enough, apparently. <laughs> your hair's, Whatever. Your hair's too long, your face is too girly. You wear too much makeup for a four-year-old child. Yeah. I'm sick of their oppression, man. <laughs> Look, you did the rapping great, but your boobs are too big for a four-year-old child. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Get that a lot. <laughs> uh, so Ben Harris Rocks has sent us a couple of articles recently about trends in US comedies. The first was a New York Times article by David Brooks in which he calls a certain kind of comedy a flock comedy and says that shows are based that that shows based around friendship groups rather than families are the trend at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're the trend for various reasons, including uh, people want to relive their 
single life or their, their life before they were encumbered with children uh, mm. or that people are having children later so they need something that they can relate to whereas the, the family comedies like Leave it to Beaver, I suppose, <laughs> are not... Uh, I don't know how how oh. long back he's, he's, he's looking. Talking. but Cosby family. Oh, oh the Cosbys and... Uh, family good, ties. Good times. Oh, dynamite! <laughs> Jinx! Yeah, he can't talk for the rest of the episode. Uh, who so, can't? Who can't? You. Who am I? You can't. You can't say my that. name. You can't do that. You can't do that outside of the bedroom. You can say my name. <laughs> uh, Stop it, Brad. So the second, the second was a piece in the Atlantic by Eleanor Barkhorn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Eleanor Barkhorn, <laughs> in which uh, she refuted some of the claims in Brooks's article, largely by referencing workplace <laughs> comedies. Well, that's a and, good point. And saying, and saying, well, sucks to you, David, because workplace comedies, ha! Huh? What do you think mm. of that? But isn't that just another random collective that isn't a family? Yes. So it's a, just a flock necessitated by cash. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Pretty so much. That's it's a still a crappy argument. Although her, her argument is that is that the workplaces are kind of like family environments. But then so is where, a group of friends. Exactly. Like, you uh, end up you end up with the same with the same uh, elements. It's uh, people's is people's. I believe is what we've learnt oh, here. Oh. Yeah. Well, that segment went for a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> Sorry. The the original New York Times article seemed oh. to be making the point uh, that what well, it seemed to be bemoaning the fact that. We're not all uh, kind of in these nuclear families, and and uh, life's not all about that. It seemed more about that than there are TV shows yeah, about it. Yeah, it, it indeed. Like the conclusion of the article was pretty much it's it's not it, it's not an interesting point that these TV shows exist. It's an interesting point that the rest of society and and the structures that we live with haven't in any way caught up with the fact that we all live in these made up families, not related to us anymore. I, I read that article three times, mm. and each time it it. I, I became less and less aware that it was about television at mm, all. Yeah. And it was kind of just just like that blanket, well, let's blame television for this. Yeah. Let's blame television for well, the downfall of society. I didn't think it was blaming. I thought it was saying, for once, television is ahead of the game in that it's showing this is how we live and yet, you know. Really? I didn't, I didn't think no? that at all. I thought the more I read the article, the less point I thought it had, <laughs> uh, which made the Atlantic article in response to that even more questionable because why you're responding to an article that would have just been ignored otherwise. Mm. Mm. So I don't really understand any, any of these, like people's is people's is what is, is is basically what, yeah, what, what, what I was going with as well, uh, that there are, what I found interesting though about his article was his classification of things like desperate housewives Mm. as comedies. Mm, Okay. But that, isn't that that dramedy? in the third reading of the uh, of the article, I realised that he was quoting from someone in the LA Times ah, well. mm. when he started talking about Desperate Housewives. So there was, was so little television in the whole thing. It makes me question why we've even bothered bringing it into this episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of this funny, sexy, gorgeous-looking man and that lady over there. This is Peter Rosethorn, and you're listening to The Box Cutters. It's been a long time since uh, I've heard Peter Roslon do that creepy, creepy thing. That's excellent. Uh, it's, it's also been a long time since we looked at weeds on this show, so I thought it was time to give it a little bit of an update. 
In case you don't remember, Weeds was a show about a sexy suburban mother and recent widow, Nancy Botwin, who takes to selling pot around her community to keep up a lifestyle she became uh, accustomed to. Uh, of course, with two school-aged children sh- uh, and, let's not forget, some really uh, bitchy Real Housewives types uh, in her small town of Agrestic. Uh Her life and... and Things generally were likely to get pretty crazy with that whole pot dealing scenario, mm-hmm. right? She's you know oh the rest writes itself pretty much, mm-hmm. and largely it did. Like it, it kind of went along as as you would expect it to go along, and then cut to today, some twenty nine years later, uh, <laughs> Nancy Botwin has had a child with a Mexican drug lord. One of her sons is a psychopathic murderer, and she and her family go from town to town like some kind of slapstick gypsies, getting into all matter of strife and then getting back on the road. Really, mm-hmm. every that's- episode. So that's what happens when you let it write itself. Yeah. If you let it write itself for too long before cutting the head off, mm. it ends up becoming this this kind of farce. But but it's actually a poor attempt at a farce. It's it's actually boring yeah. and annoying and none of the characters are sympathetic at all. So mm. where did it go wrong? Well, there's nothing worse Courtney, than it. Where did it go having, wrong? Having never seen it, uh, <laughs> I would like to hypothesise that... At the point at which you try to go for a fast, you've either really got to go for it or not. And so if you sort of half do it... You've never watched any of Weeds? No. It was one of the really big shows of a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know, I know. I have sort of small jealousy issues with Mary Louise Parker. Fair enough. Yep. Because she's Fair so enough. hot. She is really hot. And she, uh, on the West Wing, she was really hot. And she went out with Josh. She was really hot on the West mm-hmm. Wing. And I love Josh and I felt a little bit jealous that she got this to go is- out with him and I didn't. This is uh, this is one one of the things about weeds uh, that that I find really interesting. Mary Louise Parker really really hot, mm. and when weeds started, I was like, "Oh, Mary Louise Parker, you're on the West Wing. You were totally hot in that. Mm. I'll watch this. Oh, you're playing some some pot dealing milf. Great. Mm. That's that's totally hot. I'll watch that. Got Snoop Dogg Excellent. doing cameos. Yeah, that's that's milf really nice. Weeds. It just gets just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Great. It's gotten to the point where I find Mary Louise Parker unattractive. Oh. Yes. What happened? The show got terrible. Her character is horrible. Mm. And she just fills me with bile. What's the character doing? (laughs) That's not the idea. Um, Just being Protecting her serial killer son. No. No. Protecting herself and completely jeopardizing her uh, entire family and every single person around her. But pretending to protect them. But just being... Just a total, totally horrible and selfish, and it, it's made her really ugly in this kind of shallow hell way. Yeah, but yeah. she's of, got some sort of cancer, and that's why she needs to no, make this money in a, in a rush so no. she can leave of, that um, to the uh, to the bad. family. Yeah, that's Breaking Bad. That's Breaking Bad. Totally. <laughs> but cool. It's totally. Uh, and also, bad. you know, Mary Louise Parker doesn't have a beard, but whatever. What? <laughs> Well, actually, you haven't seen some of the later series of Weeds. Right. I've never seen any beard. of the series, yeah. so maybe I'm wrong. So the, the, the way I see it, Weeds kind of just forgot to end. And I, <laughs> I thought about why I keep watching it, because it's not enjoyable for me mm, okay. at, at all. So what is it? It feels like a chore. And it's, it's like uh, I still have – okay, I, I kind of liken it to this. I still have some, but not very many, Telstra shares, mm. right? I'm historically invested in the characters of Weeds mm-hmm. in the same way that I'm historically invested in... I, I got Telstra shares in the T1 
offer, the, the very first Telstra share offer. I bought some, not very many, because I didn't have very much money, but I, I held on to them. Mm. In the same way that I held on to the characters in Weeds. Mm. Stay with me. I really don't have any interest in their future, though. <laughs> the shares or the characters? Then, both. Then how are you still... Maybe they'll pay off oh. and maybe they won't, but I need some closure. So that's, that's where I am now. Can't you just read some fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. You know? Maybe that's, that's what I need to do. Because Weeds had a perfect ending. Uh, it was, I think, the end of Series 3 uh, where uh, the town of Agrestic, where Nancy lived... Uh, spoiler alert for you, Courtney. She lives in a town. Uh, no, spoiler alert at the end of season three, uh, where the whole town burns down. Oh, God. And what? Nancy Botwin <laughs> rides away on a Segway. I know, you still got that on VHS, don't you, Brett? You still got that waiting to it. Segway? Gotcha. Yeah, she rides away on a Segway with the whole town burning behind her. And it, it was a really That's nice, good. it was a really nice and poetic ending. And. Uh, and then you know if that had if it had ended so, there, yeah. and and then audiences were forced to go well, what happens next? Mm. How do they continue their lives? And then we have the continuation of their lives in our imagination. Like if they've no, never gone with the season two of uh, that uh, that thing of Friday Night Lights, oh of Californication, yeah. If they'd Just never gone, ended up with yeah, the freeze frame in the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they'd never gone Porsche. with it, if they'd never gone with the season one of Californication. <laughs> Uh, then we'd just all hey, be imagining what how, was going to happen. How else there. is David Duchovny going to act like a sex addict if not on television? Oh, hang on. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. I, see, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. <laughs> so, you know, we, we can we can imagine whatever we want. We can imagine they went on and all had normal lives after that. We can imagine that they all ended up in shallow graves in Mexico. Mm. We can imagine whatever it was that we want, but we would have our theories, like the end of The Sopranos, where... Uh, nobody knows exactly what happened. Everybody has their theories, and they will defend those theories to the to the death. And I say, when World War Three comes, it's going to be about whether or not Tony Soprano died at the end of the Sopranos, <laughs> and not about any other religious question. Was it about any of that? They joined a cover band playing Foreigner tracks. Oh, yeah. oh, was that was that it? Here's a splinter group in the war. Uh, but <laughs> I can clear? I can finally tell you what happens at the end of Weeds. Yep. Is this your? Yep. Okay. This is this is what happens at the very end of Weeds. The audience gets bored and stops watching the show, <laughs> and uh, it just stops being good at all. And it's it's difficult to say because it's on cable, obviously, over in the US and and here um, in Australia as well. And uh, and as I as I look at the figures, uh, the start of this season, which is season six, started out with one point two six mil. It's been down really? to that's one hundred twenty thousand of us. Eight of a point six eight. That's terrible. That's like twice as many people as Neighbours is getting in Australia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but uh, Showtime have actually announced that uh, there will be a season seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Come on. I just want it to end. Mm-hmm. I just need closure. Can Not enough people have stopped watching just it. Just get rid of it. You're going to have to stop watching it for this to happen, I'm afraid. I'm not even paying them any money. <laughs> I'm downloading it illegally. Oh. Well, that's all right then. La, la, we really la, do need a thing for this. For this, for this la, la, oh, it's going to come. It's going to come. I had it at least. This week's quotes comes from last week's episode of The Amazing Race. And yes, it, it, it is still one of the best extreme game shows on television between it and Top Chef, I think. I've really got all the television that I need with real people competing against each other on television. <laughs> that's all I want. That and Top Chef. That's You're real. Done. I'm done. Yeah, fair enough. I'm done. But I like all 
all forms of the amazing race. And when I say all forms, I mean Asian race and American race. Oh, I didn't even know there was an Asian race. Oh, Courtney Hawking. It's so good. <laughs> is it? It's so good. Same. Asian Phil, whose name oh. is also Alan Wu, but he's known as Asian Phil <laughs> yeah. and the American one is Caucasian Phil. We don't know who's going uh, who's going to host the Australian version. Oh. But I'm guessing it's Australian Phil. Isn't it Warney or something? Australian Phil. No, no, no. <laughs> when you say Warney, do you mean Shane Warne? Uh-huh. No. Where did I you- love Phil. Where did you hear that? I'm sure that I, I'm not positive yeah. that it was Warney that I've heard, but it was somebody boring. There was like some that. revolting sports person on like auditioning for stuff on Channel Seven. You're right. Oh. Uh, Matt Newton was, uh, was <laughs> tipped for it at one point. <laughs> that, uh, he was He's not punching above his weight on that. Oh hey, <laughs> bam! Uh, so for those unfamiliar with the show, here's a, a little primer. Uh, it's a race around the world between 11 couples. They go to a number of countries and are required to go to a particular location and perform a prescribed task. The race is split into legs with 12 hours of rest between each leg. The fast forward, this is important for this quote, the fast forward is a task that, if performed successfully, will allow that team to go straight to the end of the leg. There are only a couple of fast forwards in the whole race and once a team has successfully performed the fast forward in that leg... All the other teams must complete all the other tasks mm. in order to get to the end of the leg. It sounds complicated. It's it not. It's not. It's beautifully simple. It really is beautifully simple. After 17 series of the show especially. 17? 17. Oh, it's and so that's good just, though. And that's just American race. That's not including the two Asian races we've had. Sounds so wrong. Asian race yeah. is great. Uh, so now just a little bit of background about this couple that, w- that we're going to hear in the quotes. They look like hardcore metal punks with their tats and piercings, but they've clearly done their fair share of cigarettes and bong smoking over the years. If it's possible for two reasonably slim people to have negative fitness, <laughs> then this is what these two have. And with that important background, we go to our quote. We're looking for a fast forward right now. I'm pretty sure everybody did the fast forward. I don't see why not. It doesn't look too hard. Just never know. Taken. Oh, does that mean somebody's in there? No clue. That means. It's taken, so I don't know what that means. Somebody already did it. I didn't know if it was taken for just right now or if it was just taken. Period. Do we have to wait? I'm not gonna sit around and wait. I still don't even understand it. I don't know if it was taken or... I mean, it said taken, but I really don't understand. But if that thing says fast forward taken, that's what it is. I don't care about what that thing says. Do you want to do the other one? Yeah, can't deal with this crap anymore. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Kids say no to drugs, I think. It's so it's so say no to drugs. These people like it's like they've never seen the Amazing Race before, <laughs> and they've accidentally wandered into the the game, and just they they had backpacks with them, and somebody's gone. All right, you two over here. And they didn't know what the rules of the race were. They didn't know how it worked. They didn't understand the English language. And <laughs> I like they just, she's positing the question kind of over and over again. He's not even there. He's just doing some other stuff. What does taken mean? I, I want a pizza. I, 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 that's all they're doing there. <laughs> and so, so like, it, it became clear to me after a while uh, and having listened to that over and over again <laughs> that she thinks taken is the same as occupied, like for a toilet. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But just <laughs> doesn't just, mean that. Is it? No, no. You do the fast no, forward, you give no. it someone else and then you just give it to someone else but it was also clear that at the very beginning of it they thought that everybody had the opportunity to do the fast forward and that if everybody got the fast forward everybody would just get straight to the like there was no advantage to to doing the fast forward like just so naive about a game they really should be much more aware of at what stage in the race is this like this is like this is like six or seven (laughs) i think (laughs) would you not like even even just watch an episode before you went, maybe? Th- but before you apply, I think. Well, was, I mean... Shall, uh, we, do, shall sh- we do this amazing race thing? Oh, it sounds pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to catch on, but whatever, honey. You send those applications in. Wh- whatever. We could win a million dollars. That would get me some new tattoos. Larry <laughs> Postman, I have a letter for you. Did you read it? Courtney Hawking, you've brought a letter with you for us. I have. To hear you read it aloud. <laughs> Hand delivered to me in the street for you. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't it? Had they even know you were going to be on? I don't know. I didn't at the time. <laughs> that's how I found out. It was really it, odd. You just had it in your handbag. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case I thought it was a summons, but <laughs> hey, it's a letter. You've dodged that bullet again. <laughs> Once more. Uh, see you later, creditors. All right. <laughs> so this is from Mayor. Oh, I've got to try and. All right. I've put a little pronunciation in brackets. <laughs> yeah, I've still screwed it up. Mireille. Mireille Jusher. Is that. Sure, why okay, not? Okay, let's go with that. Dear highly esteemed box cutters, I'm assuming that's you guys. Um, it's Col- you as well now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm highly esteemed. It's hot. Call me Sydney-centric, but enough with the AFL mania. Crikey malikey, tis a TV podcast. And just so you know, there are two kinds of rugby football, one of which is known as rugby. The 3D version... What? The 3D, 3D version... There's a three... So the... the the broadcast three D. There was there, there was a broadcast, a three D broadcast it, of the rugby not league. Like they both are strictly cartoons 3D. doing one kind <laughs> no. of rugby and then okay. So the three D version is rugby league and Brett. It is the one played mostly at government schools and lower fee Catholic schools. Wow, that's so. So no, I think that's, truly there's a class distinction between so that's, rugby league and rugby union. Uh, but but I like how how that's been put in there just in case you wanted to mock poor people, Brett. <laughs> You would use rugby league to mock them. Get it Uh right? Yes. Okay. Um, It's the more popular code that people in New South Wales and Queensland just call footy, nor rugby. I think not. Not rugby. It was devised as a breakaway competition from Rugby Union. That his, game invented at rugby school in the UK in the 19th century so that players could get paid. That's good, isn't it? Rugby was an amateur sport until the mid-1990s, and the working-class players of rugby who were injured, could not afford to work, etc., so looked for small monetary compensation for playing the game. I suppose that is why rugby league became associated with the working man sport more than rugby union, which is still seen as only played by merchant bankers and GPS schools. Uh, and now I'm talking about effing footy. Best and keep up your cracking show. Sydney-centric box cutter. We've all learnt something. We we have we have uh, mostly uh, <laughs> that there's something called GPS schools. <laughs> They're the general ones public with the schools. Uh, schools, general public school schools. <laughs> no, it's global positioning system. Schools. schools. 
That's where you go. So where you mind. teach kids to read maps aloud it's in a just, monotone. It's go just left a whole lot of you will learn things by orienteering. <laughs> Turn right at the next roundabout. Brett, you've got a couple of uh, comments from the blog. I'm sure Mariah's going to love our response to that letter. Thanks. For, um, thanks yes, for from uh, see what she doesn't realize is she's she's got us talking about football again, but <laughs> not AFL. Fail. Like I think what I love about that letter is that it started off as hey, enough about the AFL. <laughs> Here's a whole lot about rugby. By the way, I also don't like football. Yeah, but no. but, but, but Can, what does football mean? For the record, for the record, for new listeners who uh, Murray might be, uh, if that's how you pronounce their name, <laughs> I don't know. I just I just wrote it as I thought. Um, I'm not particularly into football either. Except you like to play it. I do like to play it and watch it. I, I play in front of a crowd once a year. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not particularly interested in okay. the home and away game uh, season. Um, my interest in the grand final was more about my 12-year-old interest in the grand final. Right. When I was in the St Kilda cheer squad and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, all the all the fuss about 3D broadcasts and stuff is just scam. Scam. Comments from the blog. Comments from the blog from Anne. Wait, what? Not only is next week a repeat of this week's ep, but to rub salt into the wound, I don't even get it this week on Box Cutters this week. Pouts and flounces off in a half. Yeah, so that was uh, because we took a break for one week. Um, Selfish. We did take a break for one week, but but it does show that people do listen to the This Week on Box Cutters. That's true. That's true. That's three people we know who (laughs) listen to This Week in, in Box Cutters. And you want to get rid of it. Yes. Yes, Gosh. I do. And uh, from MJD I Box really, I really do. Cutter. If you, if you want... Hang on here. Because I, I, I we're doing a redesign of the Box Cutter site at the moment. And at the moment, we don't have any room for the This Week On bit mm. on the front page of, of the no website. No room. No room. No, because because web pages they're, limited, they're, small. They're, they're strictly no longer than than eleven inches. Yeah, I know. We only we only bought five column inches of screen. Yes. That's all we could afford. <laughs> thanks to it, thanks it, to your wonderful donations. Did, did, you, did you buy them from the White Horse Leader? Like what? <laughs> yeah, where else do you get? They're slightly used. <laughs> we can't afford they the big some name personals ads in there, but you just type over the top. We can't afford the big name websites. <laughs> How are we gonna? So we don't have any any room on the current design. For but if you really really want this week in box cutters, like I, I don't think it's going to be necessary in the new design. It, it, it could of, avoid the template and just be in the post. Then I'm that's just, just it saying. could it could be could be. We, I mean, we, that we way you can click on the button for each particular episode. What I'm saying is, if you really want it, vote for it <laughs> by sending us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net, or. Or putting a comment in the blog post for this week's episode 247. And uh, we'll take that into account when we make our decision regardless. And written in response to episode 245 from MJD Boxcutter, maybe I'm just grumpy this evening, but I found myself appalled by the way they talk about their work and couldn't be bothered listening to the end. If you care so little about what you do that you call it content, why would you expect anybody else to care about it? And that, so that's in relation to Greg Benson and Kim Evie, who I spoke to in LA, and we played that episode uh, while we were on our three-week break, mm-hmm. making it seem to you, the listener, like we're only on a one-week break, because we, we oh. did that so subtly. Hey, so, wizard, don't be pulling back so that curtain. Su- I know, I know. Ignore the man behind the curtain. It's just me in my bedroom recording things to put on the internet. Oh. 
Oh, that was a lot sadder than it was meant to be. Do you wear clothes uh, while you do it? Yes. Okay. Because oh. I know it's under your doona, yeah? It's not actually under my doona, it was actually under my bed. <laughs> I actually crawled under my bed. It was the quietest part of the house. Wow, this wizard sounds pretty crap. It was, I, I wish I had a walk-in, a, a, a walk-in wardrobe, because yeah. then I could, I could go in there and that would be my little home recording studio. Uh, but I just have like, a, a cupboard that's not attached to a wall or anything. Just I can't. the shirts out of the way things, and, and, and I know. do it in between those. From little things under your I know, I know I'm scared to go in there because what if I end up in Narnia? <laughs> Sound quality in Narnia is terrible. Mr. Tumnus, Mr. Tumnus. Uh, so it's uh, 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 Greg Benson and Kim Evie. Look, I, uh, uh, NJD, I thought uh, they were really struggling to find a name for it. I think that's one of the problems with, with what it is that they make. Uh, so maybe you were being just a little bit grumpy. I, I urge you to, to listen to the whole episode because I thought they were uh, very interesting. So try again. Maybe, uh, you know, buy yourself some ice cream and uh, and some Whiz Fizz. Get all hepped up on sugar and and dairy products. Mm. And, uh, and, and then, yeah, have another listen. It's just like uh, that uh, John from Cincinnati. You have to watch all the way through to the end to make it understand. <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch all the way through to the end to know that you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my life. If you watch one thing. Courtney Hawking, mm-hmm. as our guest, you get to go first. If Do you were going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? Uh, this week, I have a Great plan to watch uh, the latest episodes of In Treatment, straight from the US. Really? Yes. I couldn't watch Series 2 of In Treatment. No? Made me too sad. Really? Yeah, Series 1 I loved, Series 2 I was just like, oh, 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 too sad. It really picked up though, like the second last week of it. It was amazing. It was just like, oh, I, yeah. Just like John from Cincinnati. <laughs> but not quite the end, so almost. Um, yeah, but no, it's. Uh, I really, I really like it. I know it is depressing, but I like depressing things. Are oh, they doing the what? same? Is it five episodes in, uh, a week again? I believe so. Yes. Uh, and but the, but he's not seeing Gina anymore, so oh. he may have to see somebody else. So but, so what's the show about? I've I've never watched an episode. Well, oh. Gabriel Byrne, uh, the Irish American actor. Yes. Yes. He from uh, Miller's Crossing. Trained psychiatrist. Yeah, Usual well, suspects. He's, yes. He's a psychologist, I think. I don't know that he's a psychiatrist. I think he's a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway. Is he actually? Yeah. Or the character? Yeah. No, the character. Okay. Basically, it's just it's five episodes a week. It was screened um, each night in the yeah. US when it first came out. Um, he has The first series was well, second series, I think, was two episodes one night and three episodes another night. Oh, okay. But they're short. It's like 20, 20 24-minute episodes mm-hmm. um, of him in a room talking to his patients about their lives. And each week, you know, for the first season, it was like Monday is this patient and then next Monday it's that patient again. So you go through the whole week. And then on the Friday, he would go and see his own psychiatrist oh. so you know you had a bit of a reversal there it's it's fascinating um when i can't afford to see my own shrink i enjoy watching that and it's oh, that's, great that's nice yeah it, it it doubles for uh <laughs> can you claim it on medicare <laughs> i'm gonna give it a go yeah nice, nice. <laughs> brett cropley if you were going to watch one thing this week what would it be my one thing would be uh it's actually week two but uh, i didn't get to give anybody a heads up last week about it kevin mcleod slumming it uh, you might know Kevin McLeod from Grand Designs, the UK version thereof. He's uh, gone over to the slums of India 
and uh, is uh, you know in these in these communities and uh, living with family groups there and uh, you know kind of experiencing what it's like. Sorry, I'm giving you a blank look there because I just realised that you've been saying Kevin McLeod all this time, and I've been thinking Kevin McDonald from SNL. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, no from, McDonald, I'm thinking. No, no, Ke- Ke- Kevin McDonald. Uh, th- no, not SNL, but uh, but uh, the um, kids in the hall. Kids in the hall, I think. Anyway, with the glasses in in office space. Uh, yeah, and the stapler. Uh, so I got my stapler. I've uh, so yeah, I've been thinking about the completely wrong guy, but slumming it. Uh, Tuesday nights. Tuesday, eight thirty, ABC One. And I've got uh, Thursday night, this Thursday, the 4th of November on ABC One, I spry the rise and fall of a master spy. Now, the ABC have been flogging this a lot, a lot over the last few weeks. That's a, that's a lot. Flogging something a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. A lot of flogging. Mm. It's, it's definitely going to get infected later. Uh, <laughs> At least be chafed. But it sounds, it sounds like a really great story. Uh, about some uh, some local spies with some uh, here, yeah, Australian Australian spies. spies. ADO. yeah, interesting. That's Total, that does sound interesting. That's, uh, that's, so that's contemporary, not not around the uh, the the Petrov affair. Uh, yeah, around the Petrov affair, uh-huh. and and then more more recent. But I just more I recent. Love the, How recent? I love. I don't know. Okay, spy <laughs> spy Touchy. stuff. Touchy. I just love spy stuff. Yeah, spy stuff is awesome. Yeah, mm. give me some real spy secrets. It's like I heard that the. Uh, the the head of MI6 is going to give a public talk at some stage, and I'm like, oh, I want to hear what he's got to say. I, I heard love him spy secrets mm. talking on the radio about you know normally we don't say anything publicly, and yet here I am because I just need to clarify some things. <laughs> and just need to clarify <laughs> that Margaret Thatcher was a horse for a large part of her time and as Prime Stone. Minister, uh, and uh, and then uh, you know MI6 went in, did some stuff, and got that all better. Now talking about flogging it, uh, that that uh, courtroom, uh, the the thing about the the lawyer thing that ABC have been flogging oh, rake. endlessly, rake, rake. Just, it's also that, Thursday night. Are, are, you, uh, are you holding out no Thursday night expectations okay. for that at this point? Uh, Looks like they pumped a bit of money into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it it, I think it'll be all right. It's rich, rich Roxbury. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, and the, lots of kind of guest stars that whether it be Hugo Weaving's on it, I think. And now my Amy Griffiths, my uh, uh, Rachel Griffiths, Rachel sorry. Griffiths from Judging Amy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from Amy. <laughs> uh, my uh, my uh, calendar went off last night saying that it was last night, but then the calendar thing said that it was on the fourth of December. So I don't know. Sorry, 4th of November, so yeah. I'm all a bit confused about I reckon about it's what's probably this on. Thursday, but I had a friend who watched it on iView or I don't know. If only there she... was a way to work out when it was going to be on. <laughs> only, if only there was something that you could look up to I'm find out. I'm waiting for the iOS uh, 4.2 update so that my alarms uh, start going off at the correct time that I've got on repeat because uh, they're all an hour early. Have you noticed since daylight saving? Uh, no, because I don't have uh, repetitive alarms. Uh, and no one cares about your phone operating system problems, Brett. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Mm. Oh, oh, it's nice. You know, if Pork you feet. if you could be here Trotters. during the breaks. <laughs> if you could be here during the breaks, people. 
You you could see that Toby Halligan is <laughs> screaming at the network and uh, and my computer. He's I can check that uh, while you get yeah, Toby. Give us your footnotes, Toby. To- Toby Halligan. Toby. Yes. Toby. Yep. Why don't you uh, go on with your trotters? Rake sure. ABC One at eight thirty on Thursday. Thank you very much. Thanks. Great. Covered. Sorted. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> this week in trotters, uh, to put the BBC funding cuts in perspective, uh, the American government, uh, American government, the British government has also cut <laughs> defence spending. Well, they've got far-reaching. Now. <laughs> I know. My God, that Obama. He's got his fingers in every pie, doesn't he? Um, they've actually cut funding so much that they no longer are going to have an aircraft carrier capable of carrying jets. So apparently, oh. one of the articles I was reading was like BBC funding aircraft carriers. Um, that's kind of it. Kind of puts it in perspective. That's an interesting you know, choice. The kind of cuts they've got. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so Engl- England don't have a history of getting into we'll, wars. We'll so bomb you with documentaries. Hang on a second. Does that does that mean that they're actually going to be taking the license fee off the BBC to put into government expenditure? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think it, it's just that there was just putting it in terms of the amount of money that the BBC mm. was having to cut. So that's just a comparison. It's, it's not like that they're stealing money from the BBC to build planes. They're, they're not if, building many If planes Britain there. is anything like Australia, and, uh, and some listeners may, may remember that I had uh, a spokesperson from uh, Senator Conroy's office tell me that uh, money collected by the Australian government pretty much just goes into one big bucket uh, and mm-hmm. nothing is allocated anywhere. So if the if the British government works the sa- the same way, all the money's just in a big bucket, and uh, and it's just distributed at will. How so big does something have to be before it's not a bucket anymore? Oh, as long as it's, it's a got metaphorical a handle, bucket. As long as it's got it's a handle. Ah. <laughs> People don't realise the flagpole in Parliament House is technically the handle. Like, you know, yeah. Of yeah. the bucket. Yeah. 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 Of the bucket. But it goes really deep. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. <laughs> um, number two, random interesting factoid about the sadly deceased um, Denise Spirino Quinn. In her spare time, she worked as a lawyer in a New Brunswick firm. Oh. There you go. It's an interesting yeah. hobby to have aside from an actor. Yeah. Um, she was the original Erin Brockovich. Would, would you say that was her hobby or would you say the acting was her I hobby? Know. I don't know. It really know. depends yeah. how you know her, I guess. Depends on which one earned her more money, I guess. Well, yeah. I assume the law firm. Is that probably. how you know if it's a hobby? Well, it's great. I'd say so if you had to pick between things, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if it makes you heaps of money, it's not a hobby. <laughs> so not really a hobby. Job. Yeah. 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 It, it, you do get great <laughs> tips as a lawyer. That's true. Yeah, for every six minutes. It's very convenient. Also... Uh, this will be posted on our website as well. Brett mentioned some of the, the great signs that were um, at the rally. Um, mm-hmm. The Daily Show website actually uh, has a, a list of the 25 sanest signs. Uh, the top three is voted by people presumably who watch The Daily Show. The first one was, I understand the difference between communism, fascism and socialism and don't use the terms interchangeably. It's more, it's a <laughs> bit, isn't it? Uh, number two was, my political views cannot be summarised in a pithy sign. Again, that's a bit... Yeah. Yeah. These are the top two. That's that's no Hitler is is Hitler. No, well it's look, no, I no want you number three. I'll do relax. one that's actually funny. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone for those, should I? I I quite like signs are an impractical medium for discourse. Like I kind of yeah, like that one. That's a good one. It's kind of meta though. It is a sign as well. So I guess. How about uh, I fought na- I fought Nazis and they didn't look like Obama. That's yeah, exactly that what I was just a classic. Say. But we'd be putting links to a whole bunch of um, different kinds of signs up on the website. Oh, we, we will. There's um, a TV related one that was said I'm xenophobic and it had a picture of Xena Warrior Princess <laughs> <laughs> across through it. Oh, nice. Awesome. 
Absolutely nice. superb. Um, uh, we were talking about weeds. To put it in perspective, um, the, the trend with weeds in 05 and 06, um, uh, the Mary Louise Parker won both a Satellite and a Golden Globe, respectively, for being Best Actress, whereas in 2010 they got an Emmy for Cinematography, which perhaps <laughs> right. says something about the direction, the plot, and the overall thing yeah. has kind of taken. Um, okay, now these last couple, I think, are, are definitely relevant. I must admit I am biased in can them. You, can you stop hitting the table because it's Really I will. I will stop doing That'd that. I'll great. just focus on swilling water around yeah, in my just mouth. Yeah, just swill some water around. Um, uh, firstly, uh, one uh, show, if I could recommend people watch this week, would be with Tim Ferguson on Wednesday nights on Channel oh. 31 at 8pm. I, I be... understand that last week, a uh, very special guest. Yes, on, there was. Uh, there was an imminent, uh, very imminent, um, brilliant, uh, they had a, a wonderful performer on there called um, Toby Halligan. I'm told right. he, he performed extremely well. I can't wait to see his episode exactly. of Strictly Speaking. I'm, well, <laughs> interesting that you mention that. Um, uh, just before I move off uh, Tim's show, just so you know, you can't uh, look at it on the Channel 31 website, so you'll need to watch it. So it's 8 p.m. on Wednesdays on Channel 31. Um, yes, yeah, so we bought some of that space yeah, that they yeah. were going yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, to... Interestingly, yeah. with Tim Ferguson actually used to clash with a great show that the ABC was showing called Strictly Speaking but that was cancelled after last week's lackluster performance. I heard there was a little bit too much Andrew Hansen in there. Well, I, I don't know. I don't That's agree with that. That's why they cut it. I think really? a nice guy. I, I don't know. If people have listened to the last couple of podcasts, you may have heard. I was on the show. I haven't been on the show yet. They got up to episode five. I was on episode oh, eight. And they've this, now cancelled the this show. This is tragic. That means you don't get your prize money. No, well, I didn't. I, I didn't. Oh, are you allowed to say now? I now pro- that it's cancelled, are you allowed to say whether or not you know. won? I probably, I don't quite know what is it surely surely all now. bets are off well you'd think so well i don't you? know maybe maybe not, I'm not maybe sure. they're just well, going to play it in someone's I don't, laundry I, I, and I, give I, it a bet it's not like they gave me a, a, a schlock load of cash coins. you know there you go no it's, it's the, the nbc it's like the oz game exactly. you, you don't get i've got to return the candy they gave me <laughs> it's like deal or no deal if it doesn't go to air no one gets the novelty <laughs> check no no one no one gets to speak publicly ever are they going to burn it no speaking no speaking are they going to burn it off over summer in the 4 a.m. time? Oh, I awesome. think that'll be what they do. Can I just point out, though, so last week's show, the one that got it cancelled, had 390,000 people watching it, which, you know, I admit... That's like 3.9 million if you're, uh, if you're listening in the US. That's, that's like one chicken and a half. Yes. That's like the, uh, like the Daily Show gets 3.5 million viewers nightly. So, well, so, so, so rating, rating better or, or similar to... What I'm saying is me, to John Stewart, I'm um, pre- pretty, much, pretty much the same, except his episodes have gone to air. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> Oh, come on, Trump. you and your technicalities, <laughs> What I wanted to say, though, was that Jeez. earlier this week, Neighbours, Neighbours only got 386,000 viewers, but yet still on air. I'm not saying I'm upset. I'm just saying I'd like some answers. I think Channel 10 are holding off on any Neighbours decisions until James Packer <laughs> can get on the board. Well, Fair I enough. think that's why he's on the board. He's trying to save Neighbours, and mm. he's a big fan of Simpsons repeat. Mm. He doesn't well, want to hear about this new stuff. Not into it. Not, not into it. Doesn't he's, like the 7 p.m. project. Doesn't like the 7 he's, no. he's going on the board going, why can't we have South Park? That's right. That's what he's saying. He more cartoons more at cartoons. news time. Come on, what about also, my needs? That's what he's saying. I like also, that family guy. Is that on our channel? <laughs> also, Can we get it? Um, uh, he, him uh, going into veto the news thing on Channel 10 uh, has ramifications for George Negus. Has mm. he left SBS yes. formally? He's, he's with 10 so, now. So he was signed up to do one of the shows on Channel 10. I think James Packer misunderstood. I don't think he wanted to veto the Channel 10 two-and-a-half-hour news thing. I think he wanted to get Danny DeVito. 
<gasps> for the Channel 10 two I and a half hour news. I was thinking Fred Negro, but yeah. Oh, similar. <laughs> well, uh, interchangeable, really. The talk out of, out of Channel 10 Twins. was that uh, when it was announced that uh, the 11 lineup uh, was announced and that Neighbours was going over to 11, mm. which is Channel a great name. Sides, the, Where it will uh, have just as many. Channel. It's no jugs or mate or whatever. The it was on the verge of being axed jugs. anyway. Mm. Yes, neighbours. Was but yes. neighbours has been on the verge of being axed for a very long yeah. time. In, since since I was I've a child. But seriously, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Which was only four weeks. Well, it already was Don't once. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's true. It's true. Just, since before I started wearing achiever. the pull-ups. Is, yeah. <laughs> no. and wrapping in ads. <laughs> which brings us. Which the pull-ups brings us back. Um, did, yes. did, uh, did did talking about anti-pedophilia? Did you guys? Um, <laughs> Oh, good. Did you guys uh, see well. see Red Faces or hear about uh, no? the response did, from actually. Ella Hooper? Yeah, I no, did. and what? you know, okay, you know, you know why I didn't see Red Faces because I, I get the you don't watch I get the emails I get the emails from uh, Channel Nine every Obviously. week saying this is what's on Hey Hey It's Saturday this week, mm. and it's like it, it's it's John Farnham, <laughs> it's John Farnham, Kamal, and Dame Edna, and yeah. I think clearly that's a repeat. Mm. <laughs> From 1984. Correct. Mm. Yeah. No, so what happened? I don't even know what happened. Uh, well, basically, uh, Red Faces, uh, the opening shot of the first act, which was three 12-year-old girls, of doing young girls kind of a... singing a song out of tune, horrifically. Mm. Mm. Um, Ella Hooper said that, said that uh, the only thing that was wrong about their act was the uh, camera direction at the start of it because it was a bit... Uh, they were focused, it was shots focused on their bottoms and, you know, oh. like they were kind of, you know, they were being a little bit sassy in the way 12-year-olds are when they sing, you know. Mm. I can't mm. even remember the name of the song. Mm. But, um, yeah, the shots were awkward. Like, they were very awkward. And then, and then there was this kind of weird thing where Daryl wouldn't let go that mm. she'd made that comment uh, and it got God. to uh, judging the third act and uh, he said, how did, how did you find the, uh, the, the direction of that? One yeah. then, and she said, "Well, it was less pedophilic. Mm. I'll oh. give it that." Oh. And the audience okay. audibly responded by going, <gasps> "She mm. didn't." Well, you know, Daryl was asking for that. Yeah, if you're going to keep doing it, like mm. you '80s coot who doesn't know what political correctness is, like yeah. ostensibly about. Mm. Ah, whack. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it would like, have been um, better if their faces were black. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that would have fixed it. Didn't um, you have some racist camera work we could use, <laughs> Daz? Like yeah. what? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, uh, hey, and, and interestingly, that- he didn't plug her uh, album. At the end of <laughs> oh, oh, he showed her. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> and on that note, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode two hundred and forty-seven. I want to say thanks so much to Courtney Hawking for filling in. At the very last minute. Excellent work. Thanks so much for having me. I also want to say thanks to Riley Boxcutter for sending in that excellent bit from the rally. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole video. Uh, It's it's going to be great. Uh, Thanks also to uh, everybody who wrote in during the break. Uh, We're happy to be back. It's it's all going to go well next week. Massive show. Absolutely massive show. So listen in for that. That's just me pretending to be Daryl Summers. <laughs> I don't know. We're really just going to have Barnsey and uh, and and maybe... Uh, uh, Barry Humphreys in a dress. But, yeah, sure. Why not? Barnsey, Kylie. Uh, and, uh, Marsha Hines. Marsha Hines. And, uh, Tom Jones. Oh, and, and live via satellite, Heaven 17 <laughs> uh, will be making a special appearance during Molly's humdrum. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Do yourself a favour. I'm Courtney Hawking. 
Nice. Thanks. I'm Toby Halligan. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Yes, same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Toby Halligan and Josh Canal, with help from Brett Cropley, John Richards, and Nellie Thomas. Our audio engineer slash magician is Brett Cropley. Peter Wilson commands our servers to do his bidding. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Listen to the greatest radio station in the world on 102.7 FM if you're in the area or else on the web at rrr.org.au. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at Box Cutters Cast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash boxcutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. So, on my holidays, right? Mm. Uh, nothing. I, I watched some TV. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Courtney, what have you done in the last two years since you've been on the show last? <laughs> Not much. Not much. No. You know, I was I was hanging out a lot with uh, with a guy who would just tell me great stories. Yeah. Great stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I brought him in. I brought him into the studio. Uh, do you want to have say say something? Say something to the people. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters. <laughs>